Hi, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay, I can't hear you, but I can I can read your lips. <laughs> All right, now. I can read. Uh, I can hear you now. Um, okay. I'm very sorry. I'm very very sorry. It's um, okay. It's been a disaster, and even today has been a disaster. I'm like, you know, when you just want to lose your mind. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm losing my ever loving mind. Um, let me get you there. Let me put me down here. Um, we're essentially going to do what we just did, but we're going to do it all over again. <laughs> we're going to do it all over again. Um, it doesn't, doesn't have to be as long or, um, you know, mainly just going to be about you and the team and what we do. We're going to pretend that we didn't just do it. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So whenever you want to introduce yourself and we'll try this again. <laughs> All right, uh, J.K. Atkins, head football coach at Mount Airy High School. So, just got a state title. Walk me through that game. Um, hard fought, physical game. Uh, hats off to Tarboro and Coach Craddock and staff. Uh, we knew that it was going to be a battle. They're a really good football team, but it was a defensive struggle. Um, about midway through the second quarter, we kind of got into a groove offensively and and mounted a good drive right before the half that came up empty. We we didn't get any points out of it. Um, had an incomplete pass in the end zone. But uh, we played very well defensively in the first half. And at halftime, we just kind of told our guys, listen, you know, we're we don't need to panic here. We're we're uh, really close to you know putting some drives together and scoring points. And uh, we just encouraged our guys defensively to keep doing what they were doing. And so in the second half, we were able to score a couple touchdowns and uh, get some stops defensively. And uh, we held a, a really, really good Tarbur team to uh, under 100 yards of total offense. So it's a great day for the Bears. It was fun to watch our guys, you know, celebrate the victory and, and uh, be able to reap some of the fruits of their labor. You mentioned you knew it was going to be a tough battle between the two of you. Was there anything specific pre-game or even leading up to the game that you looked at for Tarboro and was kind of like, they're successful in this field. We need to make sure that we hit this point specific, uh, specifically. They brought three 1,000-yard rushers into the game. So to beat those guys, you have got to be able to control the line of scrimmage and you've got to be able to, to stop the run game. So for the second straight year, that's kind of what we've you know focused on, obviously, is just you know, getting in the trenches and making sure our linebacker run fits were where they needed to be. But to do that, you have to be aware of uh, giving up a big play through the air. So you have to uh, plan accordingly for that. And our defensive staff did a great job. Our defensive players did a great job. But, um, you know, the tradition of that school, they've been to seven straight state championship games. Uh, they they know how to navigate and, and get there and, and win uh, state titles. So, we knew it was going to be a tough contest. You guys have had a few great seasons in a row. It's been very consistent for y'all. What do you think has kept it that way? Uh, it's a combination. It's a perfect storm. We've got a lot of talent in the building right now. Uh, we have a tremendous strength and conditioning program. Uh, this is one of the few uh, small-town football towns left on the map. 
you know, these kids grew up in our in our town. They want to be Mount Airy Bears, and they dream about wearing our helmet on Friday night. So, uh, you combine that great players with uh, with with good strength and conditioning, and and we've got a tremendous coaching staff that does a a wonderful job. So it's kind of a perfect storm right now, and uh, we're doing a lot of things right, and it's uh, it's been fun to be a part of and. It's fun to watch our guys, um, again, watch those guys succeed um, because they deserve it. You mentioned small-town football. Whenever they're growing up, they're all kind of playing together, and they dream of putting on a Mount Airy football helmet. I know when I was younger and playing softball, it was the same way in my small town. Everybody plays together, and then you go kind of separate for travel softball. I know that's not the same in football, but you play together from elementary school to high school, and you get to see all your teammates commit to D1 schools and go play to these other places and get state championships like you guys. We mm. talked about this before at Humble Brag. I'm also a state champion, so I know the feeling. Uh, it's a good feeling, and it's not one that you can really compare. And we actually had a chance to win one the next year, and you know those times where you should have and you didn't. And 10 years later, I still think about it. But <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to let that one go. But you, you play your whole life with these same kids in small-town football Mount Airy football. Do you think that kind of that's the inspiration to get these kids to want to play in college too? It starts with high school. Yeah, I mean, I think we're we're in a time in society right now where um, these kids are starting earlier and earlier and earlier as far as like setting their individual goals, uh, playing at the next level, wanting to make that leap. Um, but we, we really, obviously, we want to help those guys along. And we're going to have several out of this senior class to go on and play college football all the way from Division One down to Division Three. So uh, we're proud of those guys. But we really try to focus on those guys to enjoy the high school experience and not, not to uh, sound cliche-ish, but enjoy the process and the things that it takes in order to put yourself in position to have a chance and an opportunity to play at the next level. And I know now these state titles are played in big uh, college football stadiums. And when I was, I mean, softball is a little bit different, I guess, even though now it is held at NC State. But when I went my freshman year of high school, we played at a raggedy uh, ball field in the middle of nowhere. So it wasn't the same. But now these high school football players get to go play at Carolina and wherever else and get their state title. Now, you mentioned these kids that are going to play in college, but obviously some of them are not, but they're continuing their career in different ways. But do you think that that's really special for these kids to be able to play in a college stadium at least once, even if it's not the same? Yeah, I think I may feel differently, but I think if you polled most of the head coaches in our state um, that have been a part of that game, I mean, we're thankful for that venue, and Carolina was a gracious host. North Carolina State was wonderful last year as well. But – I think, and we, we voiced our, our opinion of this, when you put – we it was a – we had a great crowd there, but it's – the venue is so large that it looks like there's not very many people there. <laughs> so, you know, we – I feel like if if we got into North Carolina A&Ts or, or uh, Elon, mm. you know, a couple smaller venue-type sites that um, can actually make – the game feel like it's it's packed. I think it would be a, a better 
overall experience because of that. And, uh, you know, maybe going forward, that's something that our state can look at. But I uh, understand why they do it, and I'm not complaining at all. I, I'm very thankful for the opportunity to play at these big venues. But I think it could be a, a, a better setting if we choose smaller sites uh, that are centrally located. I never thought about I never thought about that because, yeah, it's cool that they get to play in these big stadiums, but at the same time it probably feels so empty when they're used to seeing their stadium full on a Friday, yeah, so the, on a so Friday the week night. Pri- yeah, so the week prior we go to Robbinsville, North Carolina, which um, is a small stadium, but it was so electric. The atmosphere was electric. Uh, there, there wasn't a seat in the house, and both end zones were slammed full of people people standing outside the fence area. I mean, it was just – it was a great, very juiced atmosphere for our guys to play in and uh, a lot of fun. But you get in those bigger venues, and, you know, and it just feels empty. Yeah. You know? um, but, again, like I said, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, you know, it's, it, I think it could be a, uh, something that our state looks to going down the road. Now, seeing support from the town on Friday Night Lights and everything, how do you think that makes the guys feel when they take the field to see all of that behind them? Our, our guys enjoy uh, the support that our town gives. Uh, you know, we get into these playoff runs, you know, charter buses and meals and things of that nature can become expensive. But our community, uh, man, they're so supportive of athletics here at Mount Airy and uh, – you know, for our guys to take the field and see our stands packed on on Friday nights is very special, and it makes the experience of playing high school football even better. When there have been tough times in a season or even tough times mentally with the team, do the guys really bond, or how, how do they approach that together? This group is a very close group. Um, they grew up together. If we pulled a – a third grade team football picture, you're going to see the same guys in there in third grade. I mean, that's, uh, so they've been around each other. They hang, hang out together on and off the field, uh, very tight knit, close group of guys to coach. And it's a lot of fun. So it's one of those situations where I think the the bond and the closeness of the group really helps as far as, you know, succeeding and, and winning football games um, because it is a brother-like at- atmosphere. What does it mean to you? I mean, as a head coach, you're kind of the you're kind of the ringleader, and you get to see all of this support. How how does that make you feel? Um, I don't know about ringleader. Uh, we share a <laughs> lot of duties here. Uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of of uh, praise to go around from coaches to players to support staff. Um, but I I won't. I won't lie, it it is very humbling and uh, very prideful of and very proud of our program and our kids. And the the best thing that I enjoy the most is when you watch our guys uh, enjoy the success and watch our town enjoy the success and parents and fans, um, that's, that's a very rewarding feeling knowing that um, that you're a head coach of a program that is bringing those things to the table. What does an offseason look like for I mean, I know it never really stops, and you and I have spoke about that before. It, it doesn't stop. But what does a quote-unquote offseason look like for you guys? 
So we will not touch a football until probably late April. Um, our, our focus now shifts solely to strength and conditioning. And uh, so our guys take strength and conditioning during the school day. And um, we'll, we will spend uh, 90 minutes, 100 minutes in, in the weight room uh, just building strength and speed and overall agility and explosive movements. Um, and then <clears throat> once we get into the late spring, we, we may choose to do some spring ball. And then we get into our summer schedule, which is three days a week for us. Um, it's we had uh, we had about 90 to 95 percent of our guys make all their summer days. Uh, so the, the buy in is is really good. And uh, we'll do strength and conditioning and training as well as some on the field work throughout the summer uh, just to get us ready going into to uh, to the start of August. But I think it's important, you know, a lot of guys, they'll, they'll overdo it. And uh, you can't do 24-7 football. I mean, it's not. <laughs> they want it, they, to, though. <laughs> yeah, they do. And it's, I think it's a mistake. And, it, and I think uh, we, we encourage all of our guys to play multiple sports here. I think that's a big part of their overall high school career. And uh, so we we try to stay off of those guys and let them, you know, get into winter and spring, enjoy those seasons and, and participate in those athletics. And then when it, we want them hungry. You know, we want them to come in in August and be ready for that season. And that's hard to do when you're, when you're you know, doing specific drill work for eight straight months and then you get into the season you're trying to get kids excited and fired up and uh, that's a tough thing to do yeah now obviously you know people graduate go on to play and is there any notable players that are leaving but are there any notable players that you know are coming in yeah so we, we graduate two guys that are going to Virginia Tech to play football at Virginia Tech Derek Dandy Tyler Mason but then our, our senior class has got another four or five guys that is going to end up somewhere or have an opportunity to go play somewhere. So we've got guys like Caleb Reed and Ian Gallimore, uh, Landon Cox, Walker Strop, just to name it, Mario Revels, just to name a few of our seniors that will be leaving us that were very impactful players um, that we're, we're going to have to replace. But We've got some young guys in our program that we think highly of, and as long as they stay on course, uh, we'll be able to replace those guys and, and uh, hopefully continue the success here. Now with the consistently good seasons behind you, and now we move into the next one, what are the expectations for next season, and how do you feel that you guys can keep that uh, going? You know, coming into the 23 season, we never spoke of state championship. We never talked about title defense. Um, the only thing that we've kind of focused on was our opponent on Fridays that coming Friday. And, uh, we just wanted us to, to be the best football team. I told our guys, you know, if, if, if we, if we're the best football team that we can possibly be going into November and December, then everything's going to take care of itself. Mm -hmm. So that's our goal. Um, and I know that sounds again, like a cliche, but <laughs> we just want, our team to be the best possible team that it can possibly be and keep pushing that line further ahead so that we'll be reaching for new goals. But, um, you know, the winning part takes care of itself as, as long as you are focused on that. Is there anything that you want to say about this season, next season, state title, anything? 
No, just proud, proud of Mount Airy, proud of our school and our kids and community. Um, we've, we've had a special two year run here and, uh, Really, I mean, the, over the last three or four years, has been there have been some really good football played, and uh, just thankful to be a part of that and look forward to what the future holds. Great. That was good. I uh, Like 